So, so we are here today, and I think this is our fifth session with the Mechina B'nai Akiva program gap year. We have the opportunity, this is trying to bring this message globally. This is B'nai Akiva world, I believe, because you guys are representations of every, everyone out there. Well, that might have been a pen. How funny. Anyway, um, so we're going to carry on with how we began it's very important to keep like step keep the steps when i get a pen i'll put it up so you can have it clear in your heads but basically just to go over we started off in elo can you believe and i think it was september oh our man's back the idea of being proactive yes i might have dropped one down the side but maybe that one didn't work anyway Great, amazing. Just drop it up. Just leave this yeah. name if you can. I'll leave the name. The name is very important. Golan as well? Uh, no, that's you can get rid of that. That's very important. It is? Yeah. It's definitely not. No, don't wipe me off. Golan. Uh, I did it with love. So talking about wiping out names, this part I don't want to forget. My son, I don't know if I wrote it on the message to the group, he, he put in on the grenades, on the Rimonim that he's going to be shooting at our enemies, hopefully, and with success and good accuracy, he wrote the name Amalek on each grenade, on each of the Rimonim, which you understand what that means. Like, yeah. he's basically destroying the name of Amalek. Now, that's not very PC, but at a time of war, we don't give a F about PC. It's time to actually do some damage. You know, there was that film, I don't remember what it was called, but let's do some carnage. Is that how it went? Is that, you know, the Spider-Man dude, Venom, whatever his name was? Oh, Carnage, yeah. Carnage, that's his name? Yeah, we've got to do some Carnage, yeah? So you've got to take that sort of gavura, that strength, that, um, that kind of power that's out there in the world, and use it now to get rid of our enemies. So that's the kind of energy my son, his name's Baruch Yitzhak, Ben Masha. We're dedicating the learning we're doing to him. And to all the soldiers, they should be successful in their mission. Victory all the way. We'll make a blessing. So as part of that blessing, if Hashem is the king of the world, yeah, then there's, everyone in the world's got to sort of, you know, behave themselves. Let, let's honest, be honest. Yeah? Even, even, even more so us, we're the Jewish people, and we're in the Holy Land. But these guys, they've lost their merit. It's very good to know that. I saw in this... And a rabbi was giving over the Saturday night, and then we'll get into the actual what we're planning on talking about. But it's important to just emotionally tune in to the times we're in, what we're going through. He said Saturday night that the Yishmaelim, the Arab nations who are attacking us, not all of them, but the, the, the concept of Yishmaelim, this, this, uh, this week's Pasha, Yishmael and Yitzhak, we see that Yitzhak was chosen, Yechidecha, he was the one who was chosen for the Kedis Yitzhak. Now, when I was in university, the Arabs, they tried to get me to join their, their religion or whatever you call it, yeah, their group. And also the Christians tried, basically every cult tried to get me involved in their group. I don't know if you had, any, any of you have family in the university, but back in the day, they were trying to get me to sign up to this, to that. And I was like the best like catch because I was very open-minded, very positive. I was an artist, musician, like hopefully, I believe I was good looking back then, so, you know, so that also helps in that world. And they wanted me to join, and every single group, they took me to their mosque, they took me to their prayer service, everyone wants me to be in their cult. And one of the things Yishmaelim told me, the, they said to me that it was a Kedis Yishmael, it was not a Kedis Yitzhak. 
And that was the defining point. When I heard that, now my, my grandfather's Yitzchak, <laughs> my son's named after him, Baruch Yitzchak, yeah? I knew that it wasn't Yishmael who was the Kader. Who was it? Yitzchak. Yitzchak. And it wasn't the rabbis who changed anything. That's what they say. It's in the Torah. Yeah? It's not like, it's not like Torah Shabbat Peh, you can have this sheet or that sheet. It, it's in the Torah Kedosha. Yeah? We believe also in Torah Shabbat Peh, the oral Torah as well. But the point is, it's not even like a doubt. Like what, their religion wasn't even existing. So they don't even have books that go back that far to say that Yishmael was a Kedish Yishmael. They really believe that, by the way. That's such a mistake. <laughs> so that already was a massive distinction when they're trying to get me to join up in their, their cult. They're like, you know, they even had videos. It was crazy. I don't know what it's like nowadays on campuses. I assume it's 10 times or 100 times worse. But they even had like cool like videos. They'd bring you into this big um, room and we'd watch a big screen and they'd have a picture of a Jew, like a real nerdy, you know, neurosis looking Jew. Like the, as nerdy as you can get, like if you could stigmatize a Jew. And he was sitting there with like a little stubbly beard and long hair. And he was like, I joined, you know, Islam. And like, he's like all excited. And he's got like, even the clothes he's wearing, it's like the most typical Jewish clothes. Even looks like he's wearing a talis even. Yeah. And it's like, you know, they're showing how everybody's joining Islam. That was like that recruitment thing. And I, I couldn't believe it. I was just saying, like, what? Thank God. So the concept of Yitzchak gave me the Gevura, the strength to make that decision and realize, no, I'm Jewish and I'm going to find out about my people. And I told that to them. One of them specifically, I was living in the in university in the, in the dorms. You know, we had an apartment near the beach, which was very significant. So it was next to the only rabbi in miles and miles around. Like Hashem had prepared that for me. I was next to the only rabbi miles and miles around. He was actually next to a very famous boxer. Yeah, talking about boxing. Anyone into it? Anyone into boxing? No? Huh? Francis. Yeah, now that fight was good, but it wasn't that good. I think it was a bit fixed, in my opinion. Yeah, I think Francis won, but anyway, that's my opinion. Um, the point is that I was, he was next to this famous box, and I was going there for Shabbos, at the only rabbi miles around, and I lived with an Arab uh, Muslim. His name was Muhammad Tal. For the first part, I lived with Aesop. Who knows who Aesop is? Yeah, he was a gingy non-Jewish guy, very like not good energy, very negative, very into drugs, and he was a drug dealer, and it was really bad vibes from him, and Brokhsham, I kicked him out, and I brought, an, uh, I'd rather have the Muslim Arab in my house, because at least he had some principles, I thought, yeah? And uh, he was actually somewhat decent, and I told him, one of the last things I said to him, and to all the Muslims who he was like representing, I said to him, I'm going to Israel, I'm gonna find out about my people, this was the university, and, I'm going to clarify. And he said, you do that, and you're going to see what the truth there. And even when I was in Israel, in Yeshiva, some of the Muslims came to find me. They even came to the place I was staying. I was staying at the Heritage House then. They came to find me, and the, the head of the Heritage House said to them, he's not here, which was a lie. They just didn't want these Muslim guys kept coming to the Heritage House looking for me, because they wanted to bring me to the, the Muslim part of Jerusalem to learn with them, yeah? Imagine, that was what I was going through in Yeshiva. I bet none of you have had that experience. Muslims trying to get you to go learn in the Muslim part of Israel. Yeah, none of you had that? You don't have any Muslim brothers? Yeah, Muslim cousins? No, didn't happen. Okay, so thank God the idea of Yitzhak clarification 
that gave me the ability to make the right decision. So that's what we, the first thing we learned, yeah? And we'll do it in the heart, because remember, we're doing this on intimacy, and we're going to get to the intimacy in a minute. Proactive, yeah? That's the first thing. Do I know how to even spell? Proactive. Yeah, we'll do a little heart for the, for the E. That's terrible. Oh, my gosh. I can't even read it myself. Okay, I'll start again in the writing aspect. If someone else has got a better writing, you're welcome to join me here. Yeah? Pro-active. We'll do a heart, as I said. There we go, that's better. Can we read that? One. So that's number one. That's the first thing we learned. And I hope you guys have thought about it and how you can do more to get relationships, to get more stuff set up in your life. Remember, this is now time to be active. We're at war. It's not a time to, to fall asleep or get addicted to whatever. This is a time for us to do something. Yeah, people's lives are depending on us, literally, all of us, trust me. I'm feeling it, I'm not sleeping well. I don't know if you're hearing all the planes flying around. This is like a war. This is not, this is not Netflix, this is real life. Yeah? And it's getting really real when you see my son standing there that much equipped with grenade launchers and guitar, and he's only like 19. How old are you, 18? 17. It's like a year, a year or two off, like, you know, and, he's, and they're going into Gaza, it's like pretty heavy, yeah? Uh, they're in Gaza, basically, right now. So it's a heavy reality. So we all have to contribute. How do we contribute? By being a bit more proactive, being a bit more activist in our lives, getting out there, making some good choices, making sure the message gets out there, do whatever we can, whatever we're learning here, to share it on to people around us. It's about being proactive. That's the first thing. And that comes with love. If you want a relationship, first thing you're going to have to do is, is seek out the other person. Yeah, That's part of the whole... That's the beginning game for any relationship. You're not going to get a girl just like sitting on your phone. It's not going to happen. Like a woman needs to be sought out. Even in a relationship when you're married to her like I am, I have a wife, you have to constantly seek it out. It means you have to go out your way to create the scenarios that she's going to be in the mood. It's not just like, I feel like it, let's go. It doesn't work like that. You have to make steps towards creating the environment, the reality that you can then get to that intimate place. It's not going to happen just by clicking your fingers. It's not going to happen by texting or sexting, whatever they call it nowadays. It's not going to happen by just, you know, uh, dreaming about it. it. It means actually doing something to in create. Hashem made it this way that this world is about action. We have to do. And to have relationships with people means acts of kindness. It means caring. It means pursuing, like, making an effort, it means like making good impressions, you want to meet someone, you have to make an effort, like I, I personally remember like, you know, there were standards, like growing up, like when we went out, we had to dress a certain way, like, you know, I'm not saying to go waste all your money on all the famous brands, but, you know, one of the things my son, he's, you know, he's got payers, he's got sisters, he's got all the religious stuff, but at the same time, he's very into where the clothes he does have to be high quality. I know that doesn't mean much, like to some people, but his Zayda was a Schneider. I mean, my, who we named him after was Schneider. You know what Schneider is? Yeah, but I don't know if everyone else does. Yeah, Schneider is Yiddish means someone who fixes clothes. He used to make suits. Every time I got a suit, I'd come to him and he'd fix it up that it would fit me perfectly. He he was a high level of that, and that was my who he's named after. And my son always wants to wear good quality clothes. He doesn't, he'd rather have less clothes, but they have, what he does have is good quality. That's, that's how he is. He's very like, you know, like that's his style. And 
that connects in to being proactive because it means you have to go make the money to be able to buy the clothes because I'm not paying for it. That's just not how I roll. As a father, I'm happy for my kids to wear nice things, but they have to make it happen themselves. Number two, end in mind. Yeah, do you remember this one? Mission statement. Anyone's written one down? Anyone's put it on their phone? That was the second concept we got to. That was like around Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot's time. We started discussing this and we carried on a little bit till recently. And remember, this is all part of the larger private victory. We're in this circle called private victory. Yeah, we're going to put it up here. Private victory. We want to win, guys. Do you want to win this war? We want to win this war, guys? Okay, we want to win. So we've got to have a private victory first. We've got to make sure we're, we're trained, we're ready for action, we know what our mission is. That's the end in mind, yeah? Get clear your mission. Number three, which is where we're at right now. What's the, who remembers number three? Anyone remembers? We spoke about it last week. It was an early morning, even earlier than now. Priorities, yeah? First things first. You can call it priorities, first things first. Whatever you decide relates more to you. Priorities, if I know how to spell. Yeah? Or first things first. First things first. First, for example, you wake up in the morning, priority, what's more important, the phone or washing your hands, like God says, most people, it's the phone nowadays, yeah, most people fall asleep with the phone, holding it, I've actually walked into dorms and I've seen guys fully asleep with the hand extended and the phone, like this, it's like, wow, that's real dedication to the phone, me personally, I turn off my phone every night, airplane mode, I put it away. My wife has hers on in case, you know, security or whatever. I need to be offline. When I go to sleep, goodbye, world. Because people like now, for example, I'm trying to book a whole tour for a guy called Alex Clare. You heard of Alex Clare? He, uh, he, back in the day, he, he was very famous in England, did festivals like Glastonbury, like the biggest festivals around. He was uh, with Amy Winehouse back then. He did a tour with, um, what's her name? Uh, Adele, yeah? I don't really know her music so much has passed my time, but Adele, like he did, he's a big guy in the music world, and he did tuba, became come back to Hashem. I was there when he was first in that process in London, and wow, your name's here, so uh, that's really cool. So you're praying for each other here. Is that what's, was that what's going down? Oh, that's nice. That also good. Anyway, so um, amazing. So. First time I saw a place do that, it's a good idea. So uh, what happened was, oh, they usually have it like on a paper, but like... It's there as well, it's on the big one too. So as well? Wow, you're really like conscientious. So you guys are organized, you know what, what it's about. First things first, we've got to be focused on what our priorities are. So for another example would be priorities like family first. Are you, all you guys keeping in touch with your parents, with everything going on? Not like crazy, like every five minutes. Yeah, we're okay, we're okay. So like normally, yeah, like in a normal way, like... When I came to Shiva, the first thing the rabbis told me, came to Israel, they said, make sure you phone your, your, parent, your mom and dad at least once a week. Nowadays, obviously, that was when, you, you don't know that, but we had a box on the wall called a phone thing, and we had to stick a card in, and you know those, those machines? You probably never used it in your life. Yeah, it was a whole thing. You had to like, get these cards and stick it in and dial a long, long code. Now we all have WhatsApp or whatever it is, works, easy, easy connection. So family first is something very easy to do now with technology. And the key is to like make sure that you do 
prioritize being there for your family. Another thing would be the schedule that you're here with, B'nai Akiva. Yeah, once you wake up and you're busy, there's a schedule. Like we're here, thank God, a decent amount of guys considering the early hour of the morning. And we focus on whatever the schedule of the program. Now, what I wife asked me, what is the plan of the, of the program now that things are, they're not normalized because we're in a war, but you're able security-wise to get around. So I assume you're going to start doing more activities. Is that right? Activities, classes, volunteering. But that means you get to go out more, not just stuck here the whole time. Okay, we're supposed to go out this week. It's not happened yet? It got cancelled. Oh, why? Because security again? No, we were supposed to be in Beresheva. Who's not sleeping? No, no, there's no way to sleep for us. Ah, is a little bit close to the action though, isn't it? Yeah, but we're supposed to be like on the ground. Okay. In the tunnels. Tunnels? They're throwing you right into the action, huh? Like, they had enough of you guys. Like, come on, just get out with it. Nah, nah, God forbid. Uh, okay, no, but I hope they'll figure out some something, I'm, I'm sure. They're just going to make you sit here again. <coughs> yeah. Now, you guys need to be active doing stuff. Like, you're young. You, you know, when I was your age, thank God, even though when I went to Shiva, we had a thing called JLE. I don't know if you heard of it, Jewish Learning Program. So what we did, I was not really officially part of it, but I sort of wandered into it. And they went on the best trips. And we went everywhere. We went all over Israel. Like, you have to do that while you're here. Like, see everywhere. Like, went to the Dead Sea, went... Walked. One of the things I did even without my, my yeshiva program, I went with a, a trained soldier into the hills. I mean, you have to do this with permission, obviously, but I went into the train. I didn't have, back then it wasn't like that, but I went into the hills with this trained soldier who knew all the hills of like the Engedi, that whole area. And we just walked for hours and hours all around those hills. We camped, you know, we, they were smoking. I thank God I quit already by that point. But, um, and we walked and it was silent, it was intense. And we even heard like a lion roar, some sort of mountain lion. We saw deers running around. It was beautiful walking the hills of Israel just with our camping equipment and just doing it. Like, so that's amazing. There's so much to do in Israel. And I, like, while you're here, definitely, hopefully the program will give you those opportunities, uh, even with the situation. And if you're feeling a bit bummed out that it's not as good as it should have been, once again, there's, try to figure out, be proactive, figure out other things you can do right, that can bring some good energy into the Jewish people and to this current situation. That's going to be up to you guys to think about. But that's the concept of first things first. Because once you start scheduling and organizing yourself in this way and prioritization, you know what your priorities are, then you're going to get this full private victory. Then you're going to be in a good place. Do you get why it works? I put, I put it last time I said, I said it's in the Torah. It's Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov. Yeah? It's the three pillars of the Jewish people. It's our essence, who we are. It's our heart level. Yeah? The Avram, what was he? Kind. What was Yitzhak? He was about Gavur, like mission. Like he, he was willing to give up his life for everything. And what's the third? Priorities. That's Yaakov. What was his priorities? Building Amisov, building the family. He had 12 children, four wives. We mentioned it last time. Okay, now... Once we've got this private victory, this is the transition point. We've got to now go public. Yeah? This is really important. Let me ask you, a lot of the celebs out there, do you think they're happy, they're sorted out people? No. no. Like, who, who's a big fan of Friends? Probably none of you, because it's old school. You watch Friends? Of course. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately he died. Chandler, yeah? So Chandler died, yeah? 
He was Matt Perry, yeah, I think. Am I right? Yeah. Okay, sorry, this is like, I mean, I grew up with this nonsense watching it, unfortunately. My daughter's obsessed with it still now. And uh, she, she, for her, Friends is like a, her calming, like, viewage. Like, it relaxes her, makes her happy, you know, happy, fun interactions, no, like, stress. Once in a while, there's a slightly stressful episode, but not really. So um, it's always, you know, very cheesy. Anyway, the point is, Chandler... Chandler's dead, yeah? So now, does it make sense? How can Matt Perry, superstar in that world, and he's got everything he could want, and he dies? So what they say it was drugs, they say it was alcohol, say he drowned in the jacuzzi, which is a pretty cool way to go, but I wouldn't do it, recommend it. Um, the point is, these people who have so much success, and yet, they don't obviously have this sorted out where they can actually fully engage life to the fullest. To live a normal, full life, yeah? Like, we don't want to be bouncing out of our life at such a young age. By the way, you're welcome to stick around if you want to pray here or do whatever. It's all good. Okay, so, anyway, so, that's how we go from private victory to public victory, is to understand that this will give us the keys. It's so fundamental that it's literally the reason why we're in Eretz Yisrael, because it's, it's Avam Yitzhak Yaakov gives us the merit to be here. Like, we have to understand that you can't... This is what I was trying to say before. The Ishmael have lost their merit. The Arabs, have lo- the nations, as learned in the Zohar, have lost that merit. They don't have the merit to be here anymore. It's time up. That's why it's all kicking off right now. It's not just because the, this guy did that and the, the Hamas did this and politically this happened. It's, it's beyond that. There's a spiritual reality going on. And there's a certain amount of merit they had. What gave them the merit? Does anyone know? What gave Ishmael, uh, Hamas, and all these horrible people? What gave them the merit to be here? Avram. Yeah, but he. What? What did they do to Ishmael? What did Ishmael take with him that that gives them a merit that we also do? At least they don't do it completely. They do it half, half, half. You know, they half ass it. Excuse me. They don't get the whole thing done. But what is it? Bris Miller. They have bris. Bris Miller is a powerful thing. How do you half-ass a bris? They, they don't do the full Misa. They, they only do half the bris. There's, there's two levels, I think. There's, uh, there's Priya and... Uh, I always forget the second one. But there's the idea of cutting off the Ola and then there's revealing the, the bris. There's two parts to it. And that represents Sumerah, getting rid of the Ola, getting rid of the bad. And the next one is Asetov, to reveal the good, the crown of the bris miller. They don't do that second part. They don't do it fully. They don't have the halachas like we, they don't have a moel, they don't have the full thing. They have a doctor who comes and does it. He'll do it like the, the minimal amount and he doesn't do that next stage of revealing the, 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 the good aspect of the bris miller. So that's the idea. They know how to destroy, which makes sense. They know how to destroy things, but they don't know what, how to build. Go look at their cities. I know I'm talking about Dubai, but say Dubai, they're, thank God, they're maybe they're more normal, normal guys. But you go to a, a stump Arab city around here, they know how to, to destroy stuff, but they're not so great at building. Like their cities are a mess. If you ever, you've been past them, you drive around. Yeah. We drove down south the other day, and when we, we drove... They have like cars and like... Huh? They have like nice cars and they have like crappy houses. Yeah, so that's true. So they, my son always talks about how they've got amazing cars, because he's into cars, and if you guys are... Like, he's really into, like, he wants to get BMV. He always talks about BMV, yeah? It's like an Israeli thing. He wants to get BMV. 
or Mercedes. Yeah, they want to get these cars that you, for you in America you take for granted. Like normal, everyone has a car. In Israel, it's like more of a struggle to get to that. So the Arabs, thank God, they do have one. They have a lot of funding, which we give them, especially Israeli Arabs, and they have a good life here. And one of the things they get is they have to get hold of good cars, and they they have a whole system how they get hold of them. My son was telling me they, they bring them over the border and, they have, and it's, so it's much cheaper than going to a car place. They have a whole system how they do it and some young Israelis have figured out how to do it as well to bring them from Europe somehow. But anyway, the point is that they, they have ability to destroy like what they did, what Hamas did three weeks ago, but they don't know how to, to build. They didn't build beautiful cities in Aza, one of the most beautiful places in the world with a beautiful beach that now the Israelis, thank God, are back on. We're back on the beach of the of the of the Gaza. Someone told me the other day the most beautiful memory he has is on the beaches of Gush Katif. They were they are his most precious memories with his all his family. His father was alive then, and he said the most beautiful moments he had on those beaches were on Gush Katif beaches. Apparently they're beautiful, and they didn't turn it into this paradise which they could have. It was up to them. We gave them a land. Now twenty something years have been there. All they have to do is just invest like we do in building like we built our country become one of the most high-tech, amazing places in the world. All they have to do is take that land and build it. What do they do? They build a whole underground network that's for war, for killing, for destroying. A whole system. So you see, they took all that resources, billions of dollars of resources, and built a war machine. They didn't build a country. They didn't build their, their, their infrastructure for their people. So that's the opposite of this. That's all this gone wrong. That's why when we have Avram who's Ish Chesed, we have the opposite. A guy who's being proactive, who's being reactive. That's the whole world now. It's very reactive. So that's, we have to get rid of that reactive side. That would be outside of this. And we're fighting with that right now. The reactive side, that just reacts all the time and has victimized. Oh, life's so hard. You know, the Jews are so bad to us and they take this whole victimization. We're, we're settlers, we're ruling over them. We're like the empires from before. Nonsense. This is our little land. We've been almost killed all the generations and subjugated. And finally we have a little land. And they're saying that we're now trying to rule over them. So we know it's nonsense. Yeah? They're reactive. They're not proactive. They're not trying to do something positive. They're reactive. So that we have to get rid of that. That's a negative side of it. That's the Yishmael and Esau that we have to remove from ourselves. So too with the end in mind. They're not interested in the next world. In, uh, the, the, the general world out there building a beautiful new world and having a mission for a higher cause they're just about having a good time now that's like the celeb culture Hollywood, America they just want to have a good time so we've got to get rid of that side of ourselves as well that only wants to have a good time and doesn't have any purpose and then the third thing is, is um, the priorities first things first that's going to be the, the key to the game is to know what, what's in front of you, how to live right now, how to be present in the moment, and that's getting rid of the, the arrogance of the world that, that thinks it knows better. Yeah, that would be, that would be the general combination of Esav and Yishmael, which would comes together as Amalek, and that's arrogance. That's when they start to say there is no God, and there's no, there's no Jewish people, and like Hitler, Machshamo, or any of those Rishoyim, they want to destroy us, that's when it becomes arrogance. And that's unfortunately, I think, where Hamas has got to, where they think they have the full right from God to destroy us. It's where they're basically denying the Jewish gods and a Jewish existence. 
And that's arrogance. Okay, so we're trying to remove those negative three things. And we have the three true pillars. Now, the next point is to bring that private victory into what? Into public victory. We've got to figure out how we're going to go. So now, let's bring it into intimacy stuff. We said we're going to be intimate, yeah? We're about intimacy. So, the concept is, the one, when you have this proactive relationship, you're going to find that woman that you're looking for, the soulmate. You're going to build a home with values, yeah? And you're going to know how to structure your day that brings to shalom bayat, that brings to peace. So you've got that successful private victory. Now what happens once you've done that? You then go into public victory. What public victory? We'll do it over here with this Satadishmaya thing. It's not working this pen, but it's all good. How do we go public? We go public by having a family, by having children. Yeah, that's our public victory, by having been part of a community, by being part of larger organizations like B'nai Akiva or whatever it is that you're associated with. That's the public victory. That's how you take what we're learning here into the next stage. So you guys right now are probably more busy with this stuff and here and there go out public, like help organizations or do this, do the volunteering, whatever it is. But your main focus right now is getting this sorted out. And it's really important that we get this part sorted out because we've got to get rid of a lot of negative distractions that are pulling at us. And the way you understand, and we'll end off with this just for now, and then you guys can ask a question before we finish off the class, is the way you understand is that if you get this all sorted out, this public victory, private victory, to then be able to do the public victory, you'll then be able to have an interdependence. You know what that means? What's interdependence? There's being dependent on people. What's dependence on people? Isn't it being dependent on each other? Yeah, but it's even higher level than that. Independence means you don't need anyone, but, but interdependent. It's being completely involved with other people, but in an independent way where you don't need them. It's even higher level. You're, you're, you're good. You're in a good state, and now you can join up with others with that good state, and it's only about win-win. That's when you start going public. You start to get to the We said we want to win the war, yeah? You can't get to the win without being independent. Yeah, Interdep interdependent. It's not even independent. It's inter interdependent, where you're now able to empower others. You're now at a place where you become a leader. You become someone who's inspiring, and that's really the key to our our victory in the army situation. Everyone's got to be on some level subservient to the rules of the army, but on another level, they've got to be also proactive because there are going to be situations where we're going to have to do stuff that wasn't initially thought of. They're going to have to save a friend or in, suddenly think for themselves for a moment. There's something going on over there that the, the captain didn't mention. End in mind, they've got to always be aware of their mission. Priorities have got to be constantly focused. One of the things my son said, well, this will end with this. He said, and this is important for all of us here now, but now Kiva, I'll put the class up online, whoever wasn't here, so they can listen to this point. It's important. He said to the, this is just before they're going into Gaza. He was asked to speak my son, in, in his unit. And um, he, said, he said to me the next day what he spoke about. And it was very emotional seeing him, and, you know, just before Shabbat, giving him that love. And my wife was, gave him all the Shabbat food for him. And that's literally what he ate before going into Gaza, was my wife's Shabbat food, because they really didn't give much food in the army on Shabbat. So he, what did he speak about? He spoke about to his unit that you have to maintain focus. This is the big challenge right now. Like, even like the fact that 
guys are in and out. That's all cool. I get it. I'm young. I was young once, and nowadays we're all distracted more and more. Everyone's got their challenges. Yeah, things people got things to do. I get it. I'm, I'm also. I asked. I had to leave a class today myself to come here. So everyone's got stuff going on. I was in a class with Shlomo Katz because I also need to keep learning. I'm not like Mushlam. I'm not perfect. I'm still growing. I'm still learning. So my son said this. He said you've got to keep focused. And the problem is, you come into Gaza, and the first day, second day. You're in spilkers, like you're fully aware. Every single noise, movement, your adrenaline's rushing, yeah? You're in full army gear and it's all fresh. It's a new territory you've never been to. You know there's danger every, every corner from every hole. God forbid they could come out of the holes. Like I already heard on the beach, they came out of tunnels, guns bearing, yeah? Imagine you're coming into this place and there's, from a place you don't even know where it is because as much intelligence is doing, suddenly a whole true uh, army of Hamas come out of the tunnels. It just happened yesterday. And they all come out with guns blaring, you know, and then they got to take them all out. They did, they took them all out. But this is the kind of situation my son's walking into, so he's got to be very aware of everything. So the problem is, after a few days, what happens? You get used to it. You're used to the same, same guy over there, and the same guy over there, and you start relaxing a little, smoking a little bit more, maybe, you know, take off your hat, or pick it up a bit more, or you start schmoozing a bit more, you start eating a bit more, you start, you know, being a bit lax. His message to the unit was, we cannot be lax one moment we're there. We have to be focused 24-7 till we've done our mission finished. And that's the kind of challenge we're going to have now to really get the private victory, to really get it down. All of us in B'nai Akiva, you've been asked this year, more than any other year that ever came to this program, to step up a level and to be really, uh, be part of the war front, but in your way by being more proactive, by being more focused on the mission of what you're here for, and to get your priorities straight. To not just waste time, like to really and not get caught up with emergencies, but to be able to structure your day that you get the most out of this place. And even if the program is having its ups and downs, and you figure out, you be proactive, you make something happen. You, know, you think out of the box. And this is the idea. Once we get this sorted out, then we'll be able to go to public victory. Then we'll have, the world will start to see that we're the real deal. How do we answer the world's questions on us? By being the real deal, by being Israel, by being the best we can be as a people, then there's, no, there's nothing to, you know, to criticize. They can't criticize us. If we're, someone was messaging on my Facebook, on my, I think it was Instagram, questioning me about you know, the way I've been, uh, you know, the, uh, the way our people have been in, towards the Palestinians, on, on, on the picture of my son, you know, that I put up on, with me and with my son on, on Instagram, uh, on that emotional day, and uh, on Friday last week, and he, he was saying questions. I wrote to him, look, it's going to become clear. Who are the people of soul? Who are the people that really have principles and values? And who are the people that are not? And I'm uniting with the people who are. We're going to do this war in a soulful way. We're going to win it through, through principles and through values. And yeah, we have to kill. We have to, we have to do things that are not seemingly so spiritual. But this is our mitzvah right now. And this is what we have to do as a people, but we do it with that greater knowledge that we're beyond that. So my message is, please God, that we'll be able to have that private victory and that will give us the ability to get to the full public victory where the world will see the truth that the, the Jewish people are here in Eretz Israel forever. This is our land and that we have a message for the world and the world will respect it and appreciate it and it will be, it'll be, a, it'll be good days only. Amen. So now, anyone has a question before you go off? Like, seriously, like, think about it. If you don't understand how to do a mission statement, if you've tried, 
or being proactive, initiating relationships with a lady, any things like that, or priorities. Once you've got a lady, how to show her that she's the priority. By the way, that's the hardest thing I had to deal with, was to make sure my wife knew that she was my priority. I had to go to a very big holy rabbi after years of marriage to get that sorted out, because my wife still didn't feel that I was fully dedicated, fully in, fully, you know, this is my soulmate. I had to go to a rabbi. One of the things he said, interestingly, just share it as advice, and then you can ask a question. He said to me, when you wake up in the morning and you see this lady lying next to you, because you know, you're married, you got this woman, don't forget this advice. He said to me, don't just thank Hashem now that you've got your day ahead of you in life, Moda Ani. Thank Hashem you have this lady next to you, have this woman dedicated to you. Yeah, that in itself will get you in the right mindset that the whole day you'll be in a more grateful headspace rather than, than thinking about she didn't do this for me or you know, she's always so pissed off at me you know, in all the negative headspaces it gets you into the right headspace so that, that was a good advice I got to thank God for my wife every morning, first thing I wake up alright, anybody got anything else to say? come on man, there must be questions I was a teenager, I was like you know, searching. I didn't know what was going on in the world. We've got another few minutes. Anyone want to ask? I'm here. I'm here for you guys. Like, tell me, you can even vent. Are, are you guys a bit, like, pissed off with the program right now because of the situation? Like, you're not getting the full thing? Or you're understanding that the program's this way? Or not really? I it's... think it's right to be pissed off with the program. I think it's right to be pissed off with the situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah of course. Yeah, okay. okay, so, so they've, like they've got... What's their priorities right now? Your security, I think, one. Two, it's complicated because people that were in place aren't here, like Shmuel Fly and people in Beersheba, whoever what you were supposed to be do, they're all now in reservists. And it's not just they're just hanging around and having barbecues and singing with Adam every day. They're out there, like, getting ready for action. And some of them even having action, unfortunately. Yeah. I want to say that, obviously, the situation is not ideal, to say the least. But I think it's important to be grateful that our program is still running. Even True. when all the people are here. And, like, they're really trying our best, so we should appreciate what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And do you think you guys could figure out some ideas of your own? That's another point. Something you could do, like, I don't know. Like yeah, make some. Not really like allowed to go out of the middles and especially out of the. Group. But what, say say with whatever your limitations are, do you think we come up with something? Yeah, but we did. Like, we do lots of activities. Like yeah. last week, we did only we picked letters, favorite kids from the kibbutz. Cool. It gets to a point where you feel like I've done all that now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just every day is kind of I mean, like, the message I got from yours, from the staff people, was that this week, yeah, we're going to do more. So, but that's still not hundred percent. Yeah, and we went just to Efrat to clean up the rest of the dinner club. Yeah, it's supposed to start really tomorrow, I think, the volunteering. Okay, good. Because, like, I think about that, Sheva got cancelled half an hour before we were supposed to go there. Oh, wow. It was, like, literally right before. Efrat was on the bus, like, two years ago. Six cousins, well, that's a lot. That is a lot. And that's what I'm saying. With that amount of people that you know, who you love and care about, really we're meant to love all each, love each other, ideally. But in a, in a real way, in like what we think about emotionally, when we go had all these parties together in our life growing up, but mitzvahs, and now suddenly they're on the front, and you don't know if they're coming back, God forbid. And you know, you're hearing stories like, you know, I was listening to a shir, and the rabbi, one of his 
a family member's had a bullet in his face and now they're on operations on his face, his jaw and everything because it's all messed up. You know, and there's like real stuff going on. Like people are, you know, it's heavy stuff. So it, it can be a bit like tense, you know, just dealing with things in life. So um, I think mental health right now, everyone should be as a priority as well, not just security, but priority should also be on your own mental health. Everyone needs to think about what can they do to just release some of the stress. I've been playing a bit more music. I put up actually a little class of me just jamming Saturday night. Huh? Guitar and sing. So if you go to my site or my, my podcast, I put the link up in the group if you look at the other things. I just did like a little jam session just to release that energy towards my son and the love I have for him and through music was able to express it somewhat because music always somehow expresses it more like all the best musicians that I listen to I don't know have any of you heard a guy called Ren? Yeah. You like Ren? Nice. Heard of him? Yeah. Ren and there's a guy called NF. Anyone heard of NF? Yeah. Are you into my kind of music? So this guy N, NF these kind of people got a lot of deep emotions and they know how to channel it. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, if you check out Alex Clare, this guy I'm working, I'm looking to get him bookings in America. Anyone has hookups in programs there or anything, I'm working on it now as we speak. And Hashem, as soon as I mentioned it to a few people, I'm getting loads of requests from Orlando, from LA, from, from all around New York, from uh, Columbus, Ohio, all around America, people are interested in bringing Alex Clare now that he's going to be there the next few weeks, starting next week. So there is an interest in this kind of music. That's a channel for your emotions. It's a channel for this stress and the tension that you're feeling a little bit. If it's not music, if you're not such a music guy, because some people are not, then sports. Do some bit more sports. Make a team, make a competition, do something like, you know, reward each other, whoever wins, the Tom, like, make it motivating. Do something like, you know, try and try, challenge yourself physically. Try challenging yourself to do a bit more exercise in a way that you've never done before, like certain amount of squats or certain amount of pull-ups or a certain amount of running around. Challenge, give yourself challenges right now. Yeah, you could do some funny videos. So now some people are really into making videos. Like, you know, all the TikTok nonsense. You can make um, dances, the girls, I'm sure, I'm sure they're doing that. Or like, even if you guys have like certain like pranks, obviously that don't ruin someone's life, but like funny pranks, but like make people happy and, you know, like entertain. There's so much you could do. Like, I remember one program they made, uh, they have an actual, it's a, all the time I get their videos, they're all the time uploading really good content. They've created videos for their program that are high level content and people watch it. It's like actually, you know, worth watching. I have another program, we've created a band, um, uh, the Waterbury Boys, they've become quite famous, their music. I used to go, I went to Waterbury a few times and they have, they have some pretty famous songs that a lot of programs sing their music now. They've like become successful in that sense. And they're just sitting in each, like a program like this in America, they happen to be in Cincinnati, I think that's where they are. And they've, they've managed to, to, and I've been there, it's amazing to see the, they've got proper equipment, a studio, another program in London, they just put out a song. They made a song with a famous singer called Avi, um, Avi Cohen, I think, forget his last name, but he, he did a song with Nissan Black, one of my guys. and. I, I remember when he was just a student there, now he just went back there and did a song on the Isra Israeli um, anthem and Mishra Ber on for the soldiers. He did a proper song, put it up already the last few weeks. I'm just saying there's so many projects a person can get involved with. My, my actual brand is Unity Inspires Projects. And the way I'll explain it, this is like my mission statement, and we'll end off with this, because I'm just trying to give you just some examples. Unity 
is on the thought level. Ultimately, we're all unified. Yeah, fine, if people want to kill us, we're not unified with those guys. But everyone else who's not trying to kill us, who respects the Jewish people and as part of this soulful mission, we're unified with. That's humanity on a unified level. That's my goal. I want to unify humanity. Next is inspires. I want to inspire people. How do I do it? Through speaking or performing or projects. So that's the next, that's the third point, projects. I want to create lots and lots of projects with people, like how you can do it through concerts, do it through speaking events. That's part of my whole brand of how to create a space where you can create unity and inspiration. That's, that's like my, my concept. And it goes through the thought, speech and action. How to bring it down into reality. So that's like, I created that concept. That was just me sitting around. I was working for some corporate company. I was like, I have to be in this world to do more than just this. And I came up with this concept and I've been building on it, building on it for years with different artists, different musicians, different speakers, how people who could... So that's, part of, that's my example. Now everyone's going to have their own way of what they can offer. So you've got to figure out what it is that you can add right now. And if, I think that would be a good point even to go up to the program people and say, look, I've got some ideas. Maybe you didn't think of, but we could do this, we could do that. You know, do you have any resources to help me do that? Or can I, can I create a program for you guys? I'm just saying, try to think out of the box. It's possible, yeah? Even if, say, you're big sports guys, like watching sports. So create, make a night of doing something together with, as, a, as a program. So, like, make it fun. They should provide food, entertainment. I'm just saying, while you're here, make it, make it better. Don't allow this war to beat us down that we're not really, like, so happy, like, here. We should, we've got to turn that energy around, and that's up to each of us. And you don't, you'd be surprised what one person can do. And if you have a whole group of people thinking that way, then the whole level of the program will go up, and you'll feel much more fulfilled here. So that's pretty much like my, my class today, how to get the private victory done. But it takes a little bit of re recognition of who we are, that we're descendants from Avraham Yitzhak Yaakov, and we have all the tools of being proactive, having a mission, and prioritizing correctly in our life. And that will really give us success. And I've, I've seen it myself, the more I apply all this constantly, and it will get rid of all the crap that, that we picked up in life, that the world's trying to, to ruin us with. And we have to like, be aware of that. We can't deny that we have issues and stuff, like it's part of being human. And, um, you know, and then we get to a good place. Like, we will hear good news. I do think we're going to be victorious in this whole Gazan thing. And I hope, I really hope it will be with minimal, 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 um, you know, any, any, like, please God, casualties. And if there are any injuries, everyone will heal. It's going to be hard this next time period, but we can do it. This, the point is we can do it. And we are meant to do it. This was prophesied. This was meant to be. This situation going on, even if it could be, you could say it might be handled better. But you should take comfort knowing this is part of our history part of our destiny as a Jewish people, and it's really refining and clarifying that more and more who we are, why are we here, and what are we here to do. And to get that clearer and clearer, that's very comforting that we st we're, we're attached to the truth, and it's not just whatever. It's not just, you know, I'm bummed out that I ended up being Jewish and ended up in this war, and, you know, why did it have to be that way? No, it's the best. You're the best. Being Jewish is the best thing. We spoke about that with Mark Twain. Even the non-Jews who are honest recognize we're the best. It's the best to be Jewish. Being a Jew is the best gift you can have. Being living in Israel is the best thing. So to tune into that is actually a, a big plus, even though right now it doesn't feel that way practically. And then you start acting upon it,
to bring it out so that it really will be the best. Amen. L'chaim. So if anyone, anyone wants to get together at some point, if you're allowed to be in a frat, come around for L'chaim just to like chill, like talk it out, get a few beers. Yeah. Arak, get Arak, all that stuff. We have a weekly class Thursday night at 9.30 onwards. And last week we had... I went through a bottle of wine with one guy before the class even started. I didn't even realise, yeah? And, I, and then I was on a Zoom call, yeah? Maybe I should turn off the recording at this point. I was on a Zoom call. Uh, let them hear. I was on a Zoom call. It was a business call for this programme. And I was... The guy on the other thing, he was an American website developer because we're trying to develop a website for this, for the Zerashimshan. It's like a book and a whole thing and a, all these classes. So I was, he's like, is that apple juice in your hand? Yeah. Because he said, that is a lot. If it's not apple juice, that is a lot of whiskey. So on the business call in front of the boss guy, I go, <laughs> and uh, anyway, and he's still employing me, I hope. And then, and then we went to, uh, there was a bottle of Arak, there was two bottles of whiskey, and what else was there? And a whole bunch of wine, and I think there was some other form of alcohol, maybe a bottle of vodka. And between about 10 of us, we pretty much went through all of it. So it was, plus we managed to learn some Torah for an hour and a half. So uh, I'm just saying there's ways to do things in a happy way, and to, to enjoy, even now, even during the war, and that good energy will give good energy to the people around us and uh, that's, that's one of the goals Shlomo Kalibach said a good saying when you come out of a concert or an event or an experience and you feel elevated to the point where you want to do something good for someone else then you know you had a good experience so if you're coming out of this program and you're feeling in a good space that means you did the program right and that's what this is all about enjoy thank you Pleasure. Thank you.